Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Doing good. You doing good? Pretty good. I'm just working on my cuticles. I'm oiling up my cuticles. <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. I, I did like not a lot expect of, you uh, to have so many hats on your wall. I have like 60 on my wall and there's like 10 on the other wall that you can't see because it's that wall. That's a lot of hats. I know. And they're for the same like two teams. I know. Loyalty. That's a good quality. I, <laughs> Is it I would loyalty anymore? be bad. I'm a more, I guess I'm more loyal than the players. Sure. But that doesn't mean but that then I the players are to you. Yeah, but I know that the players come and go. The brand kind of is the same. I'll tell you the, the problem, though, with being loyal to the Cubs this long is they've had different owners throughout the years. Mm-hmm. They were kind of publicly owned when I was a kid, and now it's owned by a family, and they're all they're the Republicans that I don't like. You know, so you're like, great. And they actually know Trump, and they, like, argue with him on, the, on Twitter and stuff. Oh, no. So at least they beef. I'll give them that. They beef on Trump. But that's good. Yeah, but at the same time, they're also still billionaires that like walk around and live life like a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of backstory that could get me into sports. You know, like I need something I can attach to. I did not, I don't I don't go for any sports. Um really. If you want backstory in sports, you're pretty much only going to get that in pro wrestling. No, I don't want to get into wrestling. (laughs) I'm not trying to pitch pro wrestling to everybody. That's not exactly what I'm going. But they're the only sport that really gives a lot of backstory. It doesn't have to be within the sport, the backstory. Okay, so you want something like, I'll give you the backstory, the little cuter backstory of the Cubs. Okay. The owners. Um, so of course it's like, it's a mom and dad and they have two babies, three babies, I guess. And they're, the babies are millionaires, they're billionaires, but they met at a Cubs game at a Cubs game on the roof across the street. You know how you can do that. Okay. So they were on the roof. Oh, like all the apartment complexes across the street from the Cubs. They all have stands on top of their roofs and you could watch from there. And so they, met on top of one of those roofs started dating and now 40 years later the rickets that's the rickets got it and now they own the cubs although the billionaire shitty part about that is as soon as they bought it they put up advertising to block the people across the street being able to watch in the bleachers where they met (gasps) so it's like they killed their own romance yeah exactly that's a dark soul yeah it's all the romance of buying the cubs was then destroyed by them not allowing anyone else to have that kind of backstory. But you know what you have if you don't have romance? A lot of money. Oh, that's true. You do. Yeah, you get a lot more money if you don't have to deal with romance. Yeah. That's like the scariest thing to me about marriage is one, I don't think I can afford a wedding. No. Two, I don't think if you're even you know, saying that, you can't. Exactly. You know how many of these hats I'd have to sell? And that also tells me that you are wanting to be with somebody who wants you to afford a wedding. So there's a lot of problems just in making that statement. Oh God. I never thought about it like that, but you're 100% right. I know. You know, cause you don't get into a relationship cause you don't want the romantic parts. You want the romantic parts. 
That, that's, yeah, that's all you want at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, but to evolve the romance is so expensive. Yeah, and then I can't afford a divorce on top of that. No, you can't. No, it's good to nobody be looking can. Ahead, though. Yeah, um, but should I, be, I shouldn't be looking that ahead when dating a person. But I feel like I also should be looking that ahead when dating a person. What if you're dating somebody and you start telling them that you have like a wedding savings fund? Would that be like a turn on <laughs> or a turn off? <laughs> I think that sounds so psychotic for a man to do that. Oh, totally. What if you were that yeah. guy? Yeah, exactly. If I was like, hey, so I've been buying stocks, not for my future, but for us to blow it all on our wedding. You're like, see all these hats on my wall? Exactly. They each you represent can- a dollar <laughs> and two cents towards our wedding. How do you like that? Huh? I'm not even sure you could afford a wedding in a bowling alley if it's a dollar and two cents per hat. That so would like, be a what- cute wedding. Yeah, it would be uh, for really the right sweet. person. I yeah, like it that. It be the right person. I think that's really sweet. You're like, hey, guys, we bought pitchers of beer, but you have to rent your own shoes because yeah. the budget for this is $180. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm down with quirky things. I like quirky things. So, What's are your, we- like, not quirky idea of a wedding? Like, what, what are your, what's, your, what's your fantasy wedding? What kind of dress are you going to pick out? Well, it'd have to be blue like the Cubs so it can match my hat that I'm going to wear. So. I like it. <laughs> and then I would want, I think, uh, some sort of red something to really let everyone know exactly what I'm going for. Because mm-hmm. I want to be right on the nose. And this would probably be during the seventh inning stretch or something. Okay. <laughs> and the reception at the bowling alley after. Oh, no, yeah, that's all in the bowling alley. We're, we're not at the game. Oh, Let's, oh no, on. okay, we're back, we're back. Yeah, the aisle is not going to be like the aisle for section 101. No. Or like we're going to our seats, but like we're going slowly one step at a time. Well, and I, tw- I switched subjects too, because when you called the bowling alley quirky, it made me think that you, in your mind, you put that aside as, as like a, as an, a real option. So like, what's your idea of a real wedding? I'm full on moisturizing my hands. It's fine. I'm only using the audio for this. So you can do whatever visual thing you need. Oh, okay, good. I'm going to do yeah. so many visual things. Yeah. She just took off her wig. <laughs> <laughs> her wig. Um, what I think a, a regular wedding is, um, yeah. that would be in a church and uh, there'd be families. And I, I feel like it's about 100, 150 people. And then you go somewhere else where there's some outside place to sit. But for some reason, you set up a giant tent outside to make it not feel like outside. And uh-huh. then people get like some sort of buffet and cake. And then people well, dance. We got to cancel the buffet because of COVID. Yeah. Could, yeah, I know. Not are, that are like, buffets? I mean, it still could be, well, I don't know. I mean, I know Vegas wants to open up, but you're like, Vegas, you're everything that this should not be. Yeah. Crowds, small areas, dance clubs, and buffets. That's all they are. Then there was a thing today. I mean, it changes every day. Not changes, mm-hmm. but there's just is is sort of certain things that get discussed differently every day. And they were talking about some test in Wuhan that's that 
tracked it in the air for two hours, that it can stay in the air for two hours. How can they track just one? They're tiny. I, I said that wrong. They detected... I, I don't know yeah. how they did it, okay? No, but I mean, I, I'm reading the same things you're reading, and I they're look at the same thing, too. One. Because... But I'm they're collecting the things where evidence. they're like, hey, like, it stays in the air for this long and it stays on a surface for this long. And you're like, how do you know when one of them dies or lives? Like, I don't. These scientists have These to really. scientists. They're so much smarter than me. I can't but the, deal with but it. But the gist of that was like, of course, it's, they're saying, you know, it was staying in places. So even if people were protected, they didn't realize it was still there. And that. Yeah. Extreme cleaning helped, but still closed spaces like bathrooms were bad. But they yeah. said that hospital rooms that were ventilated were actually okay. Really? Because I heard that air conditioning is bad now. Well, yeah, but that's a thing that happened with uh, that one disease. Corona? <laughs> the same no, no, no. Like in the past, that was a real thing that happened. Yeah, that it traveled through the air conditioning, but with a, a specific, I forget, mm. I forget which one, a specific contagion. I don't know. I'm locked in. Like I, I'm just in my apartment. I'm not even taking walks around my neighborhood. I'm like, no, Seriously? I don't trust all of you. Yeah, I live right next to a Ralph's, so there's all kinds of foot traffic all over there. And like you're saying, like it's in the air for two hours. I'm like, great, perfect. I have a whole smorgasbord of people all over my corner here all the time yeah i mean i've been i for me i've been pretty shut in but i still will i walk my dog every day i that's the godsend i feel like i almost want yeah. a dog just to walk it and just so something wakes up in the morning to remind me like what the right hours are to be awake and sleep oh my god the pets well i mean i have a son and an ex-husband too but mm-hmm. the pets are like saving me so much yeah. time Oh, for sure. That is they're exactly so why they're amazing. They're just, you're just, they're so like, great. Not even Corona. I had a friend who was like a pretty depressed person like four or five years ago. She adopted a dog and I swear to God, her life turned around in the next three months because it was like all of a sudden, like every day was a little bit happier because there's a dog there. And then the dog, of course, she can't sleep until noon because the dog wakes her up like at seven or eight. Like, hey, it's food time. So it kept her consistent on that side. And having to like walk it all the time, it just turned her life around just because like something's there that she could just physically love instead of just wallow. Is she a comic? Yeah. You could tell by the sadness. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sadness, living here. Yeah, that's true. It's in Hollywood. So she's even excited to walk down Hollywood Boulevard. That's true. I feel like 90% of the people I know are comics. Right? Isn't that the same for all of us? Well, no, some of us like have a whole life as well. Oh, I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Yeah, I've developed my comedy friends into my life. Well, I've done that too. I did that for years and years. And mm-hmm. I still, those are like my favorite people, but but those are also like the people that I run into when I'm out and I used to run into you at Flappers. Mm-hmm. Um when I run into people at the comedy store, I feel very close to them, even though I'm not. And a lot yeah. of those people I don't even like have conversations with outside of there. 
I just see them and I'm like, hey, what's up? And chat a little bit there. And I'm like, I'm good. Those are my people. Well, I for sure. I mean, it's like you and I have known each other casually for like eight years. And so it's like, it's always exciting to see somebody you've known for eight years and gotten along with for eight years. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Especially like right before or after stage time. Cause like, you're always like a little bit nervous and you're like, this person makes me calm. I know them. This will be fine. Yeah. I need this banter right now. Well, I mean, that's what I always used to talk to you at flappers just cause like, that was when I first started going there too. And it was like, it's a cool, it's a nice place, but it's also, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like odd. Yeah. Every time you put brand new comics in the room, they're nervous as shit. And it's uncomfortable for everybody. New comics. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I was like waiting for you to describe it without me trying to like wrap my head around it. And like the protocol, it was different at every yeah. club, but like going it's there true. and like waiting for like you who room. And I was just mm-hmm. like. But I mean, the difference between watching somebody who's been doing it for like five or six years about to go up or 10 years about to go up, 15 years about to go up or two months in about to go up is worlds of difference. All of that's a world of difference. I've never seen somebody 15 years in talk to the wall and do their three minutes like 20 times. You know, people that are like 15 years in are like, I got it. (laughs) Just let me know before I have to get up to make sure I I pee first. Like, that's all those people care about. The brand new people, there's not enough time in the world for them to prepare. Yeah. And they're just throwing that energy everywhere. And you just want to be like, quit it with the throwing the energy this way. I'm trying to be calm. You're trying to psych yourself out. Whoa. That's a pretty but, interesting uh, perspective just to like uh, t- take the energy in as it's like coming in. Mm-hmm. Especially if I felt like, like that was a part of my job. Set. Yeah. Oh, that was a part of my job as a door guy, I felt, was to make sure that, like, the anxious people could just stay with the other anxious people and the calm people could stay centered and calm. Really? I did that all the time. I gave people all kinds of talk-ups and psych-ups or whatever. Really? All the time. That's literally how I started talking to you. Make them feel better about going on stage? A little bit. Yeah, just like, hey, I know that you're, like, going through this, but trust me, when you're up there, it's going to be more important to just have fun. So, like, breathe easy. Make sure to breathe easy. Breathing's so important on stage. And it's like... That's the best advice. I think for a brand new person, there's not a lot... You can get into talking to them too much about too many things, and they can't handle all that at once. But just take bigger breaths and go slower. Everyone can take that and do a thing. I... I'm... This isn't a a correct story because um, Nicole Amy Schreiber... I don't know her, her that well, but we're like friendly, really friendly when we see each other mm-hmm. on Instagram, whatever. And she had left me a message. I, I think it was like a Instagram voice message. So like, I didn't even, I didn't get it on time. And it was right before she went on. Um, uh, and I say, this isn't a correct story because it's completely from my point of view. I think she was mm-hmm. like totally fine. But in the moment she was about to go on lights out for the first time. I don't think it was her first yeah. TV appearance. And I got her messages like an hour and I'm telling you, I went through it because her message was like, um, so yeah, I'm like, really, it's great. I'm really nervous. Like I just drank a Red Bull and I like called her, but it was like, even after she'd, and I was like, don't yeah. drink that Red Bull. Like I was, I was, I was like, just, yeah. you know, if you haven't gone on yet, just stop drinking that Red Bull and like get in your body. And like, I totally went into, and it was like, I was making it up at that point. Cause she was like, 
yeah. fine. But, and I was also talking from my own point of view. Yours is like you're there with the person and you can sense mm-hmm. what their energy is. But yeah, I had that reaction of like, don't do that. Don't. Like- oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I think she needed that at that time too. I've known her forever. She's one of the first people I met out here in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah, like after like my third open mic, which I was like bombing terribly and just just trying to figure out anything. She like, for some reason, like sat down with me and talked to me for like a half hour, just kind of like oh. almost like welcomed me in. And it was just like forever. I'm like grateful for her. And every now and then she checks in and she like, you know, love that girl. She's the best. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. And like for somebody who talks about anxiety or like stuff she's going through, I find her incredibly like outgoing and like mm-hmm. connects with people so easily and like is it like a real go-getter and just oh yeah friendly like I know it's that's age appropriate word, but genuinely. About her. yeah but she has like a like she's almost like a mother to like a lot of people in the scene where it's like we all find comfort in talking to her which i'll tell her we said all these terrible things about her social media <laughs> <laughs> Nah, she's great. Um, I did want to ask you a couple things about your quarantine, maybe. Yes, please. Do you think it's better or worse to be going through this with the, with the kid? You have a kid in the house. Is the kid keeping you grounded or are you like, I'm done with watching your programming? Um, it's a little bit of everything. And um, it's a good question. I'm about to critique your question. Go no, ahead. Because, like, well, being a parent in general, you go, you, you go through like, this is the best, this is the worst. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you talking to me? Stop talking to me. So it's all that already. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, of course, as we go through the different stages of the quarantine, like remember at the beginning when it was like so new and it was like, this might only last for two weeks. Like you have a completely yeah. different feeling than you do now. And then I would say midway through, if I'm talking about him particularly, mm-hmm. uh, just to narrow it down to like midway through, I was really worried about like the screen use, but just in terms of I wasn't giving him a hard schedule because he's 11. Yeah. And he's like shutting the door and I'm delivering him food. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm totally messing up because like, even tonight it's like, we didn't have dinner together. Cause he's like totally gaming right now. And I was watching too hot to handle eating a salad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know he's not going to come out even if he's yeah. hungry, but I also like, don't really care to make him sit at the table right now. So I'm just like taking him food. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm creating like the worst habits. But now I feel like we're in this other stage of quarantine where he's like, the school has like stepped up their Zoom. So I'm like, oh, okay, he's he just did math for a full hour, you know? Okay, like, I was going to ask you, are you teaching him school subjects or something? Or are they oh doing Oh my that? God, no. I'm watching other friends on Instagram. Like they're like, they're creating tests for their kids, giving them homework no. and stuff. And you're like, what? When did the teachers become the parents? I didn't realize it's going to become like we're all Amish now. I can't, dude. No, for sure. I mean, like, that's I great. Did, it actually was like equally frustrating. For the first time last night, he had to write a summary of something. It was pretty complicated. Is this guy talking about how to find out if news is fake or not? Like kind of sophisticated. This guy monologues for like 15 yeah. minutes. Uh-oh. I'm talking about you. Come right. here. We're talking about the good Here, things. Sound only. We're zooming, but he's only using the sound. How's your quarantine? That's Aaron. 
He's a comic. Hey. Really? Um, <laughs> I can't see him, but you enjoying it? How's school? I'm in here. All right, he's out. All right. I'm doing a podcast. You're f- feel free if you want to say something. I know he's not. He won't though. He'll just stand there. That's fine. He, he didn't even come on camera. Were you gonna say something to me? No. Oh, okay. I think that means his friends just got off whatever they were doing. Oh. So he was like coming in to check with me. Yeah, totally. Whatever sesh they just had. What game mm-hmm. were you just playing? Val. What's, what's terrible is I'm like, I want to actually know. I'm like, wait, is it I a know. good game? Should I buy this game? He just started playing. And also like the homework. Like I'm what? literally trying to figure out how news is fake or not. So as I'm reading coronavirus news eight hours a day, yeah, I can decipher what I'm even reading. Well, how do you find out if news is fake or not? It's called lateral reading, but it was pretty cool. It just tells you to like look at who the author of the piece is. So yes. lateral reading means you don't just read that one source. You go to and you read about the author and then you see what the p- place you're reading at, if they're accredited, you know, it's all that. Yeah, I get it. But everyone's also got their spin on things. Like there's that video that just came out of the doctors that had all this advice. And then like YouTube took it down because they were like, oh, no, these doctors are wrong. Oh, I saw that. that was so yeah, funny. exactly. And you're like, oh, I've been trusting doctors. I wanted to do a joke about them. I was kind of hacky though, but I didn't fully write the joke because I do that a new show every day for five minutes. Yeah, but this the, is just it, right? The only, yeah, the joke that I, it was just that, you know, they, they sounded really official. And then by the end, it's just like, but they gave their Venmo at the end or, or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great if they did. Like, I wish they like did they, like they, that. They, they, you know, they didn't, they couldn't suss out. And then like, mm-hmm. but it tipped it off when they asked for their, you know, gave out their... Um, Shouted out their friends. <laughs> what? We're doctors. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> That's our podcast. Two doctors, one virus. Um, oh, but what you were saying about everyone has their um, perspective. There's this guy talks about that in his monologue too. He says that like, by, that he doesn't use the word bias because that has a negative con- connotation. And he gave an mm-hmm. example of like a total right wing and a, a, a total lefty place and he's like that's okay like we we just have to know where our where it's coming from and know mm-hmm. that, that they have that perspective and then compare it to other perspectives it's a lot of work but it's yeah. really interesting because he's breaking down how we look at things on the internet and there's then there's a whole piece about wikipedia and how people like trash wikipedia you know, but this is like, no. so much more complicated than all the homework I had when I was 11. Oh, I know. And so he, so this guy was saying, you know, actually Wikipedia has been around for 20 years and it's a great place to like start. Mm-hmm. So you use it like an encyclopedia so that you, it's a good, like sort of ground zero for whatever subject. And then you can go to their, you know, all their annotations or whatever you call it underneath where they have all the articles that they so then you mm-hmm. go that's actually that when I go down there and then I start clicking on things and go oh, I want to go deeper into smart that. yeah he's gonna be better at the internet than me in like two years he might already be better than me at the internet and there's only like 1200 people that regularly that seems great so, such a little amount of people for the millions of only 1200 are adjusting things yeah that can't be right that's what that sounds said. way too low. 
I know. Is it 1200 a day? I don't know. Or maybe a month? Because Wikipedia is so big. If it was just 1,200 people working nonstop, I mean, because they're not getting paid for it. Yeah. It's just a public database. But do some people get paid? That's when I heard that. I was like, if it's 1,200, they, I don't know. That's a I mean, I'd imagine whoever owns the website gets paid, but I don't think he has editors. Right. It's not like they're like, hey, make sure we get the top 300 skateboarders of all time on Wikipedia. Someone's up there just doing that. Yeah. And then he talked about how it has like the warnings is it I don't know how new it is, but like the example he used was something called like nature news. And then you if you go to Wikipedia, it says like this is an advertisement. But hmm. if you went to Nature News's website, it's like yeah. we're holistic and they try to seem like they're legit medicinal. No, yeah, but they're just trying to sell a product. Yeah, or I forgot what some of the other warnings are. That wasn't a good example. That was that was, that was like going to Wikipedia for, and Wikipedia calling them out for not being real. Mm-hmm. But um, which I never look at those. But I guess those come up all the time if there's like something questionable or something you need to know about it. If we didn't notice that, that just means that we're the, the suckers falling into the trap. Oh, completely. Yeah, you're like, well, wait, I'm like, did, oh did yeah, when that? I do my deeper research, like that's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But almost anytime I want some blanket idea of a subject, I type in wiki after it. Of course. Like I was trying to figure out further into the Harry Potter universe today. Yeah. Right. Because I got nothing else to do with my time, which I'm only like mediocre in Harry Potter, but I just know yeah. that I know nothing about Fantastic Beasts. And so I was like, Fantastic Beasts wiki. So I could like read the summary of what the book is. I'm not going to read it. I don't want to watch the movie. I just want to know the summary of what's going on in that universe. Which one is Fantastic Beast? It's the one after Harry Potter graduates, and there's like a whole new cast of people. It came out like two oh, years right, right, ago, right. which I found interesting because there's like some Hufflepuff is the star of it, which is like if all of a sudden you watched Major League and the sequel to Major League is Revenge of the Nerds, you know, you're like, wait, a Hufflepuff is the lead? Get the fuck out of town! Why would they do that? So I wanted to read that. Did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, they specifically did. They took the nerds of the school and made a cool one. And I was yeah. like, "All right, I want to know about the cool nerd. Let's do it. Let's read about Hufflepuffs." Uh, another just completely random out of left field question. Yes. Have you ever taken anything home from a set, like a prop or clothes or anything? Um, I mean, I mean, I have. You know, I'm not really that type of person. I'm sure I have. Did you take something like as a collectible? Uh, I've taken clothes. Like I did a commercial and they made Uh me look way cooler and they like gave Uh, me better clothes. Well, that's just a good idea. Yeah, exactly. And so like they didn't specifically be like, hey, come back over here and give us the clothes back. So I was just like, goodbye, everybody. And like just left in their clothes. And then like Like, looked at the tags. I remember one. That's good. That's you should have done that. I remember because like, there's no reason not to take that. My Roomba just started. Mm-hmm. That's fine. The Roomba can be on, on the podcast own. too. I mean, is it on a timer? No. Does your son have the app? No. <laughs> I don't. I didn't set it up properly. Roomba's just bored. Now it's just me, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> Mary's chasing down her Roomba. 
Um, I remember thinking that I wanted to take something from 24 just because of it was such a monumental thing and like so much time like on yeah, that like, last day. Or did like, you have like a fake FBI badge or something you wanted to take? I didn't really. That that would have been a good one. I remember like I accidentally took home a wardrobe tag that had my character and I was like, oh, like I always think mm-hmm. I'm going to frame something and I just never do. So. Uh, nothing. nothing. I feel like I've stolen something from a set that I wasn't even a part of. Just working on sound stages, there's always stuff that's left over. Yeah. Oh, I remember specifically, uh, I forget the name of Kamel's movie, the one where he, about him and his wife meeting. Um, I can't uh, the, the Big Sick. Thank you. Jeez. So uh, I work in a building where they do a lot of promo and press work. And so they shot the movie poster for the big sick there. And then after that, they left on the, the movie poster. They're holding a big stuffed animal, a giraffe. Aaron took the giraffe home. That's so sweet. Then the producer called and was like, we need that giraffe. Apparently no. it's like an expensive giraffe from like FAO Schwartz and they no. wanted to return it. So I had to no. return it. Yeah, I had to return it. It was just like, a, all right, cool. What's the mailing address you need me to return it to? Because they like had to mail it back, back to New York. And I was like, oh I'll just mail it back God. to New York. So I was just mailing it from my apartment instead of from work. So I didn't have to acknowledge that I did that. And another cool thing was the NFL, every year when they get new uniforms, they shoot the pictures of the new uniforms and players wearing it and stuff. And Ezekiel Elliott left some Cowboys gear and football on stage. And I took that home because he's like a superstar, even though I'm not a Cowboys fan. Yeah. But I ended up giving it to a Cowboys fan. Because you're like, no, you're actually going to like this. I just took it because it's cool. Well, you know, I like all of your ways that you've taken things and mm-hmm. and uh, passed it forward. Yeah. So if you're ever on a set and you kind of want to take something, but you don't have the conscience to do it, just call up Aaron. I'll come down. Okay. I'll be like, hey, yeah, can I see this FBI badge? And I'll just pocket it. Okay. And then two weeks later, I'll just give it to you. I'll be I don't know if I'll ever be on a set again. <laughs> ever again yeah it's gonna this is just gonna kill it everything's gonna be zoom from now on well just the way things were going for me and this is like a real good combination a real good indication you show up in things that i'm just accidentally watching you'll work yeah. again it's a lot of like it's good i mean i don't i don't it's been great it's just it's a lot of think of all those things that i show up in and that'll tell mm-hmm. you like how many things I have to show up in and like I don't I don't really it's it's not a good it's it's not a good model for me anymore (laughs) to like try to show up things and then I'm like I need another job again like it's not a great uh way to but that's the actor's life yeah that's I mean like that's like every actor I can't I understand that idea it's like yeah like you're only on that series for eight years once yeah Exactly. Like, how many people get that ride twice? Yeah, exactly. And at the time, I was like, I'm going to go right on to another show. And then it's like, no, it's more what you're saying. Like, yeah, that that was it. And like today on uh, on my news show, there's always like somebody in it. It's like Africa, Iran. You can sell, you can tell where they're selling the rights to you know the viewing Mm -hmm. and it's like 
it's so far away from me, but it's so present for people. And they'll yeah. just be like, Chloe. And, that, <laughs> and it's That's like, funny. I'm just trying to like get something going over here. And just today, someone was like, you know, commented was on my show where I did do the news show and, you know, mm-hmm. writing jokes. It's super fun. Yeah. Which is great, Happy by the way. If you're listening, people, it's called great. This Just In. Where can this they watch it? In. On Instagram. Sweet. I wanted to make sure I got that right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just today someone was like, you were great on 24. You should talk about 24. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I've talked about it many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, for the dead, rest of your life, you're dead. For the rest of my it. life, which would be fine if I was like getting a paycheck for it for the rest of my life. But yeah, yeah. I never thought I would be in that position. But Or if it was a 30 year job. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, if you're Susan Lucci and you're on the same show for 30 years, you have 30 years of stories. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, that's great that you're watching it. It's a weird thing because it is wonderful, but now I'm like, cool. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's been a while. I mean, but you're also part of other giant things. I'm a big Always Sunny fan, you know, so like, Gail the Snail. Get us now all the way. That's right. Which I'm sure you get all those things. All of my friends, if they've done anything on TV, whenever they go live, everyone's like, when will you just do the thing that we already love you doing oh, again? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I already well, did it. Watch when it again. I do um, cameos, it's either uh, every time I get an alert for cameo, mm-hmm. I'm like, is it going to be Gail or Chloe? Do they want you to be the character? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's so much easier. Well, Gail is the best because she is just like disgusting. Like if I'm like for someone's baby shower, I'm just like, oh yeah, you guys fuck. Like you should drink rosé. Rosé isn't really alcohol or what or whatever. And then Chloe's a little bit harder. I've been doing a fake thing where, like, they're interrupting me, like trying to save the world. Like, mm, yeah, them a message. Yeah, something to be happy about. Yeah. That's cool. I like yeah. it. I think cameo is a great thing. Yeah, it's super fun. It, and it's nice. That it feels good. But 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 that's specific and contained and understandable. But it's hard when you're just like uh, Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, I'm doing five minutes on jokes on the news. And they're like, Yeah, but couldn't Chloe do it? Like, shut up. Isn't yeah. this enough? Yeah, exactly. I'm doing this with my quarantine. Think about it. Yeah. Is that gonna live on past quarantine? I'd like for it to. And it's like some days we um, have, some days we, we try to like sprinkle in like lighter jokes. But mm. then today in particular, I mean, mostly every day, like there's so much going on. And most of it is, you know, COVID or offshoots of COVID. Yeah. It's just like today was a dark day. I mean, every day. Every day is getting darker. Yeah. That's the problem is I can't stop reading the news. And my dad's like, you got to stop. And you're like, yeah, but at what point do you see a story and go, well, I'm not reading this one. Yeah. And again, those like early days, Mm. I would just have it on like all day, right? I'm still having it on all day. Well, you're a a better man with your quarantine. No, I think that's worse. I think I'm a worse man for watching all of it. Because all I'm doing is just sitting here worrying. No, it's good to, like, get not worry. 
you should maybe turn it off and go outside a little bit and take a couple hats off your wall. So one of the greatest things about being named Mary Lynn Reichkub is that all of your social media just gets to be your name. <laughs> she had no trouble just getting Mary Lynn Reichkub, which is R-A-J-S-K-U-B. How easy is that for her? That's great. And how awesome is she? She's like the best to talk to. I was really happy we were able to have like this jokey conversation. If you guys missed the plug in the middle of the show, I'll plug it again. She does a show called This Just In on Instagram every day. It's like she does a monologue on the news, and she does a great job. I think you guys should check it out. I've been enjoying it during quarantine. Uh, also, of course, if you want to follow me, Aaron M. Marsh, across all the boards. You guys know this. You know everything you need to know about this. You've rated, you've reviewed, you subscribed, or you're brand new to this, and then please do those things. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me. I gotta be me. What else can I be but what I am? I'll go it alone. That's how it must be. I can't be right for anyone else if I'm not right for me. I've got to be free. I gotta be free. Derek, I try to do.